Welcome back to Devotional Thought to Pastor Dave Rogers from the Y Milbank Podcast Studio in Milbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg, and uh, we are drawing to an end this pretty deep dive into the book of James. Uh, first of all, welcome back into the studio. Thank you, Craig. It's good to be with you, and uh, it's good to put the capstone on this study. That's right. June 10, 2021. Can be put in the record books <laughs> as the the wrap of the book of James. Um. <laughs> Fifteen weeks we've been in this book. That's amazing. And, uh, I never dreamed we would be there that long. <laughs> That's great. Well, T- today we put a bow on it. I'm going to <laughs> do that right now. Uh, today we are concluding this devotional study of the Epistle of James, and I. I pray that this has been insightful for the listener, and hopefully it's applicable to your life. As I said last week, I have greatly enjoyed the preparation and sharing of these studies over the course of the last few months. As we conclude the study today, uh, I find James sharing some practical words of instruction for the recipients of the letter. Uh, as I've said throughout the, the course of the study, I've, I've shared this uh, common reminder that James has been called the, the Proverbs of the New Testament. And of course, we know that when we go to uh, the book of Proverbs, there are some passages that uh, just really don't need much more mm-hmm. added to them. They, they stand uh, by themselves. And as is often the case, uh, James has some passages here, and we're going to be closing with them, that need very little uh, explanation. The simplicity of the instruction, the directness of the teaching is so clear uh, that you really don't need further detail uh, being used as uh, illustrative material. However, there, there are a couple of points here that, that I do want to touch on uh, because even though they are clear, I, I think that sometimes we need just a, a little gentle reminder of how this applies to our life. And so uh, with permission of the listener, uh, I'm going to uh, embellish just a little bit. Hang on. Hold on. What was that? Oh, yep. They're good. Oh, good. Yep, you I'm, got it. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate each of you uh, giving me that that privilege today. <laughs> so let's let's start out, and and we're just going to walk through uh, James five verses twelve through nineteen, and uh, some of it is just going to stand alone. Uh, a couple of things I will address uh, in a little more detail. Beginning our reading with verse 12, James says, But most of all, my brothers and sisters, never take an oath by heaven or earth or anything else. Just say a simple yes or no so that you will not sin and be condemned. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's as simple as it gets. 
However, as we come down to verse 13 uh, through 15, this is a, a passage that I, I do want to uh, open up just a little bit. Uh, James outlines to us here some, some of the high points of life and some of the low points of life. And uh, he focuses in on what is probably a common response of all of us to the same situations. And so as we look at verse 13, he says, Are any of you suffering hardships? I'm sure that there are listeners here who have uh, experienced hardship or may be experiencing hardship even today. James says that you should pray. Mm. Oftentimes, prayer is looked upon as uh, the last resort. We try to resolve the issues ourselves. We try to work our way out of a situation. Uh, we seek the counsel of others and everything. And, and uh, at the last instant, we think, oh, yeah, we can pray and ask the Lord to help us here. James says that uh, if you're suffering hardships, you should pray. Mm. That should be our, our first response. I had uh, uh, an experience, and I, I can remember it as clearly today as I, I did back when I was 13 years of age. Uh, we were at a church camp out, and we were playing softball. And uh, it was a mixed group. There were adults and, and kids playing. And uh, the pitcher uh, lobbed a nice slow pitch uh, uh, softball pitch up there to the batter. And he hit a line drive right back at the pitcher. And it hit her right flush on the nose. Ooh. And uh, obviously it, it bloodied her nose. And the first thing that came out of the pitcher's mouth was, oh, Jesus, help me. Mm. It was just that instantaneous. It, it wasn't something where she fell to the ground and, and winced and, and wailed and, and writhed in pain, but mm -hmm. just instantaneously, oh, Jesus, help me. And I thought that is how... We should respond to adversity. Yeah. It should be our first response, not our last response. And so James says, are you suffering hardship? And your hardship <laughs> may be financial. It may be relational. It may be spiritual. It may be physical. You should pray. Mm. God is a, a gracious God. Uh, he is so kind, so loving call out to him, hmm. pray, and see the Lord moving on your behalf. In fact, I'm reminded in Psalm 46, the Lord speaking to the children uh, of Israel through uh, the psalmist, uh, talked of the earth trembling, the mountains falling into the sea, and and uh, everything that we look about and, and hold dear is firm and, and rock solid in our life, crumbling at our feet. He said, be still and know that I am God. And that's what prayer is really doing. Mm -hmm. It's saying, Lord, I'm putting this in your control now. 
I can't control this. And God is faithful. He goes on to say here in verse 13, are any of you happy? Mm. I hope that uh, all of the listeners are experiencing uh, happiness in their life, those seasons of joy. Um, but he says that if you are, uh, if, if any of you are happy, you should sing praises. Praise should be as natural to the believer as breathing. Finding something to praise the Lord about or for or in uh, is, is just a marvelous journey of discovery. And I, I would encourage the listener uh, to sing praises uh, we are instructed by the Apostle Paul to make melody in our heart uh, in Colossians, to sing to the Lord a new song. Mm. And uh, there are times where I just walk around and I, I sing to the Lord, and I don't care if my neighbors hear me or not. Uh, and I, I may be just singing, you know, at the glory of a sunrise, uh, the beauty of a flower, uh, the... Uh, refreshing uh, nature of a cool breeze on a hot day. Uh, <laughs> there's so much to praise mm-hmm. him for. Uh, and so, uh, are you happy? <laughs> sing praise. We used to sing a little chorus as a kid. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. <laughs> you know, uh, so let praise arise in your heart as an expression of your joy, of your happiness. Verse 14 says, are any of you sick? Sickness is something that we have lived with in the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The whole pandemic thing, uh, even if you did not uh, contract it uh, or no one in your household contracted it, it, uh, it really impacted our lives in, in uh, powerful ways. But... Uh, Many have been sick. Uh, Some have been hospitalized. Uh, Some have had other uh, issues rise up physically. Some folks deal with chronic issues day by day. My wife uh, is diabetic, and and so I understand what it's like to have someone who is chronically ill uh, that you love, and and you hurt for them when they're they're sick. But... uh, what is our first response when we are sick? Well, generally, we, we want to tell someone that we care about that we don't feel good because we would like to have them commiserate mm-hmm. with us. You know, oh, poor baby, you don't feel good. <laughs> um, now, not everybody is, is uh, uh, in relationship with mm-hmm. someone who has a great deal of empathy or sympathy for uh, for those who may not be feeling well, uh, they will hear you say, I don't feel well. Do you take anything for it? <laughs> you know? Here, here's a drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you call the doctor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't tell me about it. Deal with it. Right. Uh, and that's harsh, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm overstating it. Sure. But, but. <laughs> Clearly, what James is pointing us to here is that there's an alternative that Mm -hmm. should be uh, our first response when we're not feeling well. If any of you are sick, 
you should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Let me just stop there and unpack this just a little bit here. The elders are spiritual leaders of the church. They are the ones who uh, understand. They've got some maturity. They understand the dynamics of of prayer, the power of prayer. Uh, they understand, uh, hopefully, from personal experience, what it is to uh, have experience God moving in their life and what they have discovered in their journey they are sharing with others as they make uh, their own personal journey. When we think of the early church, uh, the apostles were the early elders of the church, and they gave themselves to prayer and the study of the word. They appointed deacons to take care of the uh, the detail of the church, uh, making sure that everybody was fed and that needs were met. But they, they were, the elders were more concerned with the spiritual well-being and, and health of the congregation. Uh, they had witnessed personally Jesus ministering to people. Uh, they had seen the, the blind receive sight, the lepers healed, the lame made to walk. And, and they knew what it was to move in the authority and the power of the name of Jesus. I would like to think, and I know that I'm being a little bit facetious here. Uh, some of you might think I'm even being a little naive. I'm not. I would like to think that those who serve in the spiritual leadership of the church are spiritually mature people who will uh, take upon themselves the the mantle of responsibility to care for the well-being of the congregation in the spirit realm. And so James says, you should call for the elders to come and pray over you. I'm reminded early in my ministry, uh, I guess it really wasn't that early. I'd probably been pastoring uh, 12, 15 years and uh, my wife was was sick. She had uh, a bad case of the flu. And, you know, uh, I, I can function in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how to do laundry, but she was so sick, and she, she just couldn't even think of meal preparation mm-hmm. for the family and, and what have you. And uh, I thought, you know what? I am going to act upon the scripture. And it says, if you're sick, call for the elders. And so I called for the elders of uh, the church to come to the uh, the church parsonage and to uh, pray for my wife. And I'll never forget, uh, she was in bed and, and so sick. And uh, they came into the house and they stood in the hallway outside of the bed <laughs> Uh, the bedroom uh, to pray for her. One of the dear gentlemen had the courage to walk in and uh, to anoint her with oil and pray for her. And I, I couldn't help but think, what a bunch of sissies. <laughs> <laughs> 
we don't want to get sick, so <laughs> so we're going to stay out right. here, you know, keep the wall and the door between us, and, and they'll throw in one brother, you know, sacrifice <laughs> right. one for the greater good. Uh, and I, I had to <laughs> laugh at that, and I, I chided them at our next elders meeting. I said, hey, guys, you know, uh, let's walk in wisdom as we minister mm-hmm. to people, uh, but let's not allow fear to dominate us when <laughs> when we are about the Father's right. business of praying for the sick. <laughs> and so if any of you are sick, call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. We know that oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the anointing of the Spirit uh, is is acted upon as we pray in the name of Jesus. And we are partnering. We remember that Jesus uh, is our healer. Uh, he, he took upon himself our sin. He took upon himself our shame. Isaiah the prophet said, uh, some 700 years before his birth, that uh, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Peter, uh, in his epistles, uh, reiterated the same thing, only he put it in past tense, that by his stripes you were healed. And so, Let's remember that there is power in the name of the Lord. There is power in prayer. Verse 15 says, Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sin, you will be forgiven. I have had occasion in 40-plus years of ministry of being present a number of times where there was a critical need. And as we prayed, uh, we prayed earnestly, mm-hmm. asking the Lord to intervene. But I will never forget the most profound, earth-moving prayer that I ever heard. And uh, I had been called to a house where a young mother was very sick. And Uh, As I came in, I came in to pray, of course, and to anoint with oil. And and as we went into the room, uh, I anointed with oil. And her little child, who was a toddler, said, Jesus, touch Mm. my mommy. (laughs) Make her better. And I thought that was the most profound prayer that I had ever heard. Yeah. It was simple. It was powerful. It was direct. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm happy to report that mom got better too. That's great. And so uh, remember the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. But prayer also addresses the sin issue in our life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the sin is there and it needs to be confronted and dealt with prayerfully. And when it's confessed, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so James says in verse 16, 
confess your sin to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prospect of confessing our sin is is something that we are uncomfortable with in our culture today. Uh, unfortunately, it seems as though uh, many people use prayer time and confession time uh, as a, a fertile field to gather gossip, you know. And then, of course, we couch it in a prayer request. Uh, there was a Christian comedian years ago, and I'm going back uh, to the uh, late 60s or late 70s, uh, who uh, lampooned a little bit of uh, the the prayer time in the church and the confession time mm-hmm. uh, because uh, it was nothing more than a gossip session. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would just help right now, help our sister Agnes's uh, sister, Irene, who I understand at this very moment is on her way to Las Vegas, and she's going to get married right. while she's there at one of those drive through places. Uh, and Lord, we just pray that you would just keep right. your hand on her and bless her. Uh, you know, and uh, that's not what prayer is about. That's not what confession is about. Confession is uh, pulling back the secrecy of sin, mm-hmm. you know. And let me just say this: that Satan uses secrecy to hold you in bondage. Mm-hmm. He deceives you to think that you're the only one struggling with an issue, and uh, that it's it's you. You're the problem. And as long as he can keep you holding that secret sin mm-hmm. deep in your heart, sheltering it from from anyone else. There's no accountability. Uh, and he just beats you up with it time and time and time yeah. again. The scripture says, there's no temptation that has taken you, but it's common to men. Mm-hmm. And so the things that you're struggling with, others struggle with as yeah. well. And when the secrecy is broken through confession, and let me say this, I'm talking about choosing a wise accountability partner who yeah. will keep a confidence, uh, who will be a, a prayer partner for you mm-hmm. and not a, a uh, person who takes what you say and goes out and posts it uh, on social media, <laughs> um, but someone who keeps your confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you confess your sin to another, you are breaking the the yoke, you're breaking the bondage of secrecy, and you are also availing yourself to the power of prayer, the prayer that uh, comes from others for you and the opportunity to pray for them as well. Yeah. And the end result of that is is beautifully powerful. James says here, so confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So let's go clear back to verse 14. Are you sick? Mm-hmm. Pray. Yeah. Call for others to pray for you. Is there sin? Mm-hmm. Confess it. Be free from it and let the power of God 
produce wonderful results. James goes on then to illustrate this by drawing from one of the great uh, uh, prophets of old, Elijah. But listen to what he says about Elijah. Elijah was as human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. You know, sometimes we think that we've got to have certain people pray for us because they obviously have a direct line to yeah. heaven. <laughs> you know, uh, they they are great prayer warriors. They go by the name intercessor or or whatever. But prayer is conversation with God. Mm -hmm. And your conversation with God is important to him, as was Elijah's yeah. uh, conversation with him. And so uh, don't shy away from the opportunity to be the hand of God moving in someone's life through prayer. Now, there will be times where uh, you wonder if, you know, the, the ceiling is absolutely, you know, brass. I mean, you can't get through or you feel <laughs> like your prayer is not going anywhere. Even those who you pray for may <laughs> may think, oh, no. The, not this one. <laughs> could, could we have someone else here? And right. I'm reminded uh, this this was one of the most humbling experiences of my life not just my ministry, my life. Uh, my my youngest son was homesick. He hadn't gone to church. And uh, my wife had stayed home with him. And I had gone with my oldest son, and we had conducted the service. And we were coming home, and I decided I'm going to go, and I've had just enough of this sickness in my household. Mm -hmm. We're going to pray the prayer of faith over this, and we're going to get a breakthrough on this. Unbeknownst to me, uh, my son, who was feverish and not feeling well, uh, my wife had said to him, when daddy gets home, he'll pray for you. And he looked at her and said, mom, don't let dad pray for me. <laughs> Nothing ever happens when he prays. <laughs> now, that is humbling. Out of the mouth of babes. Me. Right. Out of the, the mouth of babes. That, that was very humbling. But you know what? When I read James 5.17, mm. that Elijah was as human as we are. Yeah. Yet when he prayed earnestly, God listened. Mm. God listens to you. God listens to me when we pray. And so don't hold back on prayer. And don't fall into believing that you have to have uh, a designated prayer uh, <laughs> to come and, and do that. Uh, call on the Lord, and he will answer. Mm -hmm. That's his promise to us. Verse 19, James says, My dear brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back from wandering will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. Mm. Never, never minimize the importance of your life. 
as you partner with other people, yeah. as you interact with them. The influence of your life may be profound, and you may be the one who's there in that moment in time to save them, to bring them back, to point them in the yeah. way. And so as we conclude here, James is calling us to be interactive with each other, to rejoice with those who rejoice, to weep with those who weep, to pray for those who are in need, and to save the one who has wandered in the way. That's great. That's a good, good conclusion. Nice. Well, thank you. I, you know, in, in thinking of, of saying thanks, I, I want to thank you, Craig, for producing the podcast. Uh, uh, we, we weren't sure what we were getting into <laughs> when, uh, when I say we, me, uh, what I was getting into I, when I started I may have this. pushed you at this. <laughs> uh, but uh, you have been so gracious in producing this. I know that after I leave and and everything, there's editing that needs to be done, and you put in extra time, and I appreciate that, uh, that the end product uh, is uh, hopefully palatable to to the listener. (laughs) I also want to thank you uh, for hosting the podcast on the Y Y Millbank Podcast Network. Uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together in the recording studio, and... uh, as summer is coming, I, I, I'm a little uh, bittersweet about the arrival of summer. But uh, due to some health issues with my mother, uh, who has uh, had a recurrence of breast cancer, and mm. she's in her late 80s, uh, I'm going to be doing some traveling to be with her and taking care of some family commitments. And uh, as a result of that, we won't be in the studio uh, during the summer. But I pray that you have a blessed summer. I pray that uh, the listeners have a blessed summer and uh, hope to join you again in the fall, uh, Lord willing. Yes. Well, I went back and uh, looked. November 18 was the inaugural episode of this show. Really? 2020. Wow. I, for some reason in my head, it was in January, but we started this before Thanksgiving. And uh, it's just, <laughs> it's weird because it just seems like it's the thing we do now. Yeah. So to, to take, you know, to take the summer, the next, you know, couple of months where we won't be together, it's kind of, it's kind of sad, Dave. I mean, well, it's not the end, but it definitely is <laughs> going to be a little change. So I, I thank you for taking the time because i mean when i first came to you and did this and asked you to think about making a show um i mean you're you're a retired pastor you've done it your entire career um and you helped fill in in our church as in in an interim time between our lead pastors and what i saw because i've known you i've known you i guess for probably six seven years probably now we haven't actually known each other very well um until just 2019 yeah and uh i just saw and again not that i'm something special but i i i saw a passion in you 
that you're retired, but that doesn't mean you want to quit digging into the word and, and, and producing food for people. And I think that's where you may not be good in the real kitchen, <laughs> but <laughs> the spiritual food is, it, it's so nice. So uh, I, I am very grateful that you <laughs> willingly agreed to come along this journey and to bring your wisdom and insight to oh, this. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, I've appreciated having an outlet to to share some musings. Uh, and, you know, I, I remember uh, one of my mentors as he... Uh, was old, mm. uh, talking about the fact that he had so much that he felt he had to share yet, mm. uh, but uh, he had uh, stepped aside after yeah. 37, almost 38 years of pastoring the same church. He had stepped aside in his in his mid-70s to assume a, another uh, mantle of responsibility. And... Uh, he missed having the opportunity mm -hmm. of sharing on a regular basis. Um, you, over the lifetime of study, uh, you build quite a library of, of scriptural knowledge. Yeah. And as things unfold in the world, uh, you see connections. You, you, make a connection between point A and point B mm -hmm. that you may never have seen before. And it's it's quite rewarding to, to be at that stage of life. And I have enjoyed having an opportunity to to connect some of the dots and to share it with uh, you and the listeners. Well, absent some kind of a divine intervention, we will be back in the fall. And we will uh, continue into the next step of this. This is just phase one. We'll see what happens. We'll look forward to that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Um, again, get the word out. Tell your friends uh, about the podcast, and we will uh, see you at the after summer. Enjoy the next couple of months. Um, and, I mean, this is a podcast, so you can go back and re-listen to all these if you want to send the 15-part the James uh, exposition. <laughs> Uh, do please do and uh, we will see you again uh, as we kind of wrap up 2021 thank you again Pastor Dave for sharing your your life's wisdom you're welcome thank you so much for listening have a great day and have a wonderful summer <laughs> <laughs>